0: Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tats Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Jesse Hernandez. He's the principal at depth builder so jesse thank you thank you for coming on the show yeah man i'm happy to be here i'm
1: excited to finally have like as close to or a closer interaction than than through social media for sure
0: yeah yeah your tiktok videos and your linkedin stuff which is awesome but yeah definitely this is one step closer We're, we're working on this so yes when i do an interview. I try to do some research, right? I try to come in prepared, but you have such mm. amazing stuff everywhere. And, and, you know, I got to a point where I was like, who is Jesse? So, you know, you say salsa dancer, yep. second generation plumber podcaster. And I'm like, when, when people ask you, you know, what are you about, you know, cause I know you promote trades. What do you tell people?
1: Yeah. The most important thing, is that I want to introduce people to the promise they're intended to be. Fundamentally, that's what I am working to do. The salsa dancing, podcasting, book writing stuff, like those are true, but it's more fun, like it's really fun to say that. And it captivates people. Second generation plumber, my dad is a plumber. I was a plumber, like I don't necessarily count as a plumber anymore because it's been a long time since I've done plumbing but I did go through apprenticeship, worked on the trade partner side of the business for about 19 years. Yeah, about 19 years. So I I think I still have a little bit of credibility as a plumber, but not like an installing plumber. But I came to a point, right. it was during COVID, the job that I had, I was coaching and supporting teams in the central region. And they said, no more travel, stay home. So I had a lot of time to reflect and I was thinking about the role I had, you know, facilitating, transferring knowledge, supporting teams was fun, but there was this other thing that I knew I really, really loved. And it was interacting with people one-on-one, coaching people directly one-on-one or very small teams over a long period of time. And the reason was, you know, all the training and facilitation I did it was a flip of a coin as to whether the people were going to take it and apply it. But when I worked with people directly, I could see the impact it was having on their life. I could see them making decisions at work that reaped bandwidth or extra time in their day, and then they would take steps closer to what they really wanted to do, whatever that is. And I'm like, this, this is the thing that I need to figure out how to do full-time. And so I put a real rough plan together and now we're in the middle of it. As of April, I went full independent entrepreneur and I'm I'm having a blast doing it, man.
0: What was the rough plan? Like, you know, tell me what the initial thoughts were and then how it evolved.
1: The problem I was trying to solve was how do I do this full-time? How do I spend all my time serving people in the manner that I know I serve best. That was the question. I said, okay, I need to put together a sum of money. So I just, it was simple math. Like, what are my what is my monthly living expense at, at my current lifestyle times 18? Okay. So 18 months worth of cash so that I had a buffer to be figuring out this darn entrepreneur stuff <laughs> and not get desperate and take on work that's not what I want to do or clients that, that I'm not the best solution for. I said, okay, I need to do that. The other thing was, oh, I need to buy Cause I have, I have some property. I got a lot and I got a house that they're in a historic district here in San Antonio, right by one of the historic missions. And originally the plan was to build a house on the lot, but man, that was going to take so much, like it was going to take a lot, a lot of time. And then I think but Jennifer Lacey actually asked me the questions like, well, why don't you just go buy a house? I'm like, well, that's not the plan. And then I thought about it, I was like, well, duh, why don't I just go buy a house? Because that was also, I was also planning on buying property, right? But further down the road, I just resequenced it. I said, oh, okay. I had to buy a house. But I needed to have a real job to get financing to buy the house. So that was like, those were the things I needed to save the money. I saved that money up real quick. Then I struggled with the building of the house because, again, the roles that I had, I was traveling all over the country. So getting with the city to rezone the property, just just stuff. That was never going to happen. Bought the house. And then it was like, are you going to go or not? Because I... Though I knew that I could provide value in the business that I'm running, I didn't know how I would get clientele, <laughs> mm. right? Like I had, I don't know how to do that. I had access, direct access to business leaders that had problems, and that invited me in to to talk about them. And that's when I discovered, like, ooh, I could help people in this way. But once I leave the company, like, it's not like they're just going to come pay me their money you know so it was like, so i really believe like the last job i had my thought there i was invited to be to help them transform the culture and i said that's interesting work right like that's the most important thing to me is the work that i'm doing has to be meaningful the people that i'm working with they have to be invested in serving and developing others and they got to be fun right like like That's what I needed. So the job was, the mission was awesome. I met the people, the people were awesome. Like, okay, well, let's go do this thing. And in my head, I was going to be at the tip of the spear on this cultural transformation with a national brand. And there's a story to tell there. And then when I tell that story, I will have credibility. But what I discovered because of social media, you know, we have, I've got the Learnings and Missteps podcast. We do the live, me and Jen do the no BS with Jen and Jess live streams. What started happening is people started reaching out for services. And I had to say no, because like I could help them kind of ad hoc just here and there. And then I also had a few people that I was coaching just privately, just because I want, I believed in them and they were looking for some coaching. They started making significant shifts in their life. Like all at the same, this was all happening at the same time. And I'm like, my goodness, like if I'm going to go, I got to go now. And things were so in in a situation at work that it was, it was obviously it wasn't great for them, but it was good enough for me to leave. And my, my replacement, a phenomenal guy like this, he had, he was, he was ready to take the damn thing over anyways. I was really just in the way. Um, So we did it (laughs) like that's it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this, these podcasts and uh, that was happening, that was while you were in your role or did that happen after when you
1: tried? Oh, no. So I started the learnings and missteps podcast. I started in June of COVID with that. What was that? 2021. So I started that in June. And so I still had the full-time job. And that, again, that, that one, the purpose of that podcast is to enhance the image of careers and the trades, And we do that by interviewing Construction professionals, people that have built careers in the industry so that the general audience can be introduced to, like, the amazing human beings that construction workers are. Like, we're not all just the typical stereotypes. We're not all just the stereotypical, typical stereotypes. There are, like, some real superheroes out there. And I wanted to share their story. So that started, the cadence has been once a week. I mean, I'm sorry, twice a month, every other week. And I was maintaining that as I was working full time. Yeah. Then the live stream idea came up, because I, had, which the book came from. But it was like, I had these letters. And you probably, Tats, you, I know you've had this, where you have an idea. You've got a million of them. But there's always a few that they just will not go away. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah?
0: <laughs> you got to scratch, cool. scratch the itch. You don't know how it's going to turn out, but...
1: You got to keep picking at it and, and then finding something like, oh, that's it. That's what we got to do. So they, this was one of those situations where I had this idea around the letters that I got. And for three and a half years, I'm like picking and, you know, testing it and sharing it and getting people started. You just kind of then all of a sudden I was like, oh, man, Jennifer, we need to have a conversation, like a live conversation about this. What do you she's like? I think you're crazy, but let's do it. It's OK, let's do it. And that was the plan for that it was just let's just do five live streams. But what the response was from the people that were attending the live stream, like this was much bigger and more like very important to them. And they were getting a lot of value from it. So it was like, oh, man, like we need to make this like a regular thing. I think it was Buddy. He's like, man, I wish there were more S's because it was like on the 5S system in terms of relationships. It's like I wish there were more S's because this is going to run out. And like which was beautiful. So then from there, we said we got to do no BS with Jen and Jess. We decided to call it that where we'll have conversations every other Saturday about like the uncomfortable, imperfect human beings, things like that side of business. Yeah. And we've been going strong on that since January. And it's, it's amazing. Like Saturday morning at 8am people show up. It's, it's so amazing like it's 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 not just a
0: few I I I went through your last one you had quite a number of people coming you know like you said you know on on Pacific time 6 a.m and you know the engagement and and stuff and I think the last one you talked about was feedback which was which was a very Mm -hmm. good topic but now walk me through some of these uncomfortable conversations that affect us all oh my goodness well it's all (laughs) it's all of them (laughs) you know (laughs) I'm going to cheat. I'm going to
1: talk about like the the first ones that we did because it really captures, you know, if you go back and watch those first live streams, because they're out there right on YouTube and whatever. We were horrible. (laughs) Like we were choppy. We were repeating ourselves. There was a lot of extra chatter. Like we just throw filler words in there because we didn't really know how to say what we wanted to say. But that conversation, that series of conversations, was about relationships and uh, my background's construction, her background is construction. And we really had a concern, like what if nobody shows up? What if nobody is interested? We're gonna be talking about relationships, like not not um, business development, yeah. like L- human being. Live. Yes, <laughs> yeah, live, exactly, live. We're gonna be talking about personal relationships, romantic relationships professional relationships so that was like well hell like well let's just do it well how do we do it well like i'm i'm completely fine with talking about all of the dumb stuff that i've done (laughs) because that's how i that's that's why i titled the podcast learnings and missteps right because i've learned the things through all the mistakes that i made And so the very first one was talking about sorting things out of our relationship. And the the best example I had was insecurities and fear and jealousy and this sort of thing that are in every relationship. But I had to talk about it in terms of what I had experienced, not conceptually, like this is what was happening. This is what happened. This is what we did. And this is what we learned. Well, as we began that that people showed up and they were in the chat and they were sharing too. One of the questions was like, how do you repair trust? Is like, oh, dang, that's a big question. And that's so that's like the beautiful thing is one of the many beautiful things is the we call them the no BS tribe, right? Everybody that shows up and interacts and supports each other on the social media stuff. The value in the conversation is from them. It's the questions that people ask in the chat, the comments that they make, like, we learned like we're not going to script out the conversation we're going to have a topic i'm going to have one example jen's going to have one example and the rest happens through the interaction of the live stream (laughs) it's it's so much fun but we were talking about the mistakes that we've made she talks about some of the mistakes that she made with her with her daughters and i talk about the mistakes that i made with all my exes right like And and what came out was the folks that were on the live streams were like, hey, man, we need to keep talking about this because we think that the suicide epidemic in construction, the substance abuse, the poor mental health is largely due to the fact that we don't have relationships with each other. When we spend all our days together at the job, on site, 12, 16-hour days, And we don't know anything about the people that we're working with. Why? Like, shouldn't we know something? Like, we're so guarded that we'll never, it's rare to just go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm Jesse. How you doing? Where are you from? Why'd you pick this trade? What do you do on the weekends? Like, we don't have those conversations. We say, hey, have you done your pre-task safety plan? Are you going to be done here today? Hey, you need to put your hard hat on like those are the interactions we have and so now everybody's having it's everything's transactional and so you're not a human you don't feel human because people don't even know your name and so those are the types of conversations that it seems to be bringing value to the crew and and so we just keep keep having them
0: (laughs) yeah that's really good i mean I, i obviously uh you struck a chord there. Now, wh- why did you pick Saturday morning? Is it just because, you know, obviously you have some flexibility. What, what was the the idea around that?
1: Oh, no, I got plenty of flexibility. Well, at the time, I didn't. When we first started doing the 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 very first ones, I was still working full time. And at the time, I also had a traveling role. So I've been traveling for four years. So that was like during the week was going to be tough. And I was not going to be doing it during the work day because I had a job. And Jennifer's schedule with the kids in athletic and athletics and stuff. Like it was, she travels too. So I was like, so well, what about Saturday morning? And she's like, well, I could do Saturday at eight. I was like, so is that too early? I said, not for me. I'm out of bed at four or five o'clock in the morning all the time. So like, whatever. And so I said, well, let's like, let's give it a shot. Chances are nobody shows up. And so that kind of led us to a conversation about our goal. Like what's the goal of this? And I said, well, I think these letters can help somebody. So if they help one person, that's the goal. And so that took all the other, like maybe we should do 10 a.m. or noon so that we can get Pacific Time Central, like all like so that we can draw a crowd. We were going to do it. We were going to do this thing within the constraints that we had. And the goal was to help one person. So we picked eight o'clock. That was the time that she and I could like, 100% 100% commit to with some frequency and every other week because, you know, that people have lives.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, I know that, you know, social media is becoming more common and people are u- utilizing, but I, and I notice that people that sometimes don't start. You know, think of social media as self-promotion and where the humility aspect, I mean, that's important to me as well. But you somehow combine those two. Was that deliberate or just who you are? It looks like, you, you know, you've gone to great lengths to sort of make it accessible that way. Are you talking about like the little stuff that I post? The stuff you post, but you, you even your podcast, the, the missteps and learnings and stuff yeah. like that, you've built in kind of the humility aspect of. Whereas a lot of the stuff, it's re- it's really easy to sound self promoting on social media. Like even if yes. you're just giving advice, was that? deliberately by design is that who you are like how is that did that even cross your mind because i know a lot of people that that sort of stop from doing it what do i know right who's going to listen to me right am i going to sound like i'm tuning my horn and doing things perfectly i understand now yeah that was
1: a big concern of mine because i didn't want to be that guy i just didn't i didn't want i just here's what happened for the learnings and missteps podcast again, this goes back to the darn the the COVID, right? Like shut down, stay home, all the stuff. And before that, I would like anytime I get invited to go speak to a school, my answer is yes. If I'm in town or if I can change my schedule so that I can go talk to the school, that's what I'm gonna do. If I could do that all the time, I would be a happy guy. Like that would be so amazing. Because my experience when I was in now, you know, I'm not in the trades anymore, but. When I was in school, they told, the message I received was, go to college or flip burgers. And the way I translated that was, if I don't go to college, I'm a failure. And you know what? I'm grateful for the people that flip burgers. That's, that is honorable work. <laughs> I like, like me some burgers. But there was this thing, right? Like I had to go to university. And when I started my first job in the summer working on a commercial construction site, I knew that's what I had to do. But all this stuff around me, everything around me made it, I felt less than because I was working in the trades. Then, fast forward five years, I'm making damn good money and I'm having an amazing life. And fast forward 10, 15 years, like, had I not chosen a career in the trades, I would not be here right now talking to you, right? Like, I was able to thrive and grow and nurture and discover skills in the trades because of the environment. And so for me, it's very important to to introduce an an alternative option to kids, educators and parents, because they don't know. (laughs) They think it's misery, but it's not like, yeah, it sucks because it's hot (laughs) and it really sucks when it's cold, but they're so like, again, back to the environment. Some of us thrive in a very structured environment with, you know, rules and raise your hand and check the boxes, answer the questions. Some of us are like hyper experiential learners that need all this sensory input. And so if you put people like me in a classroom, all I'm going to do is distract everybody else without even knowing it, because I need more stimulation. So anyhow, I need that outlet. That outlet was gone. And I was watching a I was watching a documentary on Danny Trejo, who, who's an actor. Okay. And, and so they asked him a question. He I don't know if you've seen Machete. He's always like the villain in a movie, big mafioso guy. Anyways, they asked him like, "Hey, you've been in over two hundred movies, and you've never been the leading actor. Does that bother you?" And he's like, "No, they pay me. Like I get paid." And And he says, and with the money they pay me, I can go and do my mission, which is he goes to prisons to speak to folks that are incarcerated about um, addiction and recovery and getting out because that was his story. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I was like, man, here I am feeling sorry for myself because I can't travel. I'm not talking to kids. Like, what am I doing? I could start a podcast like I have a job. And I can use that to source and fuel this other outlet. Mm -hmm. I had just had been recorded, interviewed on a podcast prior to that by my friend Adam Gates. So I called him up and said, Hey, so anyways, the purpose for the podcast, I think was the difference because all I wanted to do was introduce amazing people to the world. That's it. That's what I wanted to do. And learnings and missteps like it's still i still get a little a lot of flack of like it doesn't really make tied to your to like the content that's in the podcast like yeah i know but it's mine and i'm okay with it um Mm -hmm. but because through the conversation people are talking about how they made it made their career and built their life guess what they also made mistakes too what I, i guess subliminally what i'm trying to communicate to folks through the podcast is like there is no straight line, right? It's we're going to learn. We're going to have to adjust. A career in the industry can be amazing, and you can figure it out. Like there, all the all the formality of that's that's out there, it's not really necessary. Like you can make it happen, and. I struggled with, like, I didn't mind recording because you could tell I don't mind talking. Like, I'm okay with the with tension. I'm okay being in this, the front stage. Like, whatever. I don't mind that at all. Recording it, didn't mind. I hated editing. I still hate editing, but it's a necessary evil. What I was struggling with was actually marketing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to be, hey, my podcast, you know, hey, I got a podcast, podcast, podcast. Like, I didn't want to do that. Yes. But... I released, I, we launched it before I started really using social media and the return was like, the listens were, weren't very high, but I was getting good feedback and the people that were like, dude, you need a post about it. I'm like, eh, like no, you need a post about it. Okay. So I started posting and then like, I got more feedback. I got more downloads. And so that, that's that been a long road, really getting comfortable about putting it out there And then I say, okay, I don't want to just say I have an amazing guest and it's an amazing show and you should listen to it. The purpose is how do I highlight people? Oh, well, I'll pull clips of the super awesome things that they're saying. And that's the post. But obviously, it's coming from the learning is in missteps page. So, bam, there's a connection. So I don't have to be you know waving the banner listen to my podcast there's a chunk of value that people can get and if they want more they can do some more clicks and then go listen to the podcast
0: yeah yeah absolutely for sure i definitely uh i hear what you're saying so this is evolved right so you 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 laid out the initial plan some of the evolution what do you see going forward What, what what's starting to take shape in your mind Oh,
1: oh, no, 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 no. That's a, that is a brilliant question, man. Um, I, I guess the best way I can describe it, there's two, I always think of things, the two big rocks. So the two things, one is what is ahead of me. I have no damn idea and there's not anything I do to try to prep for whatever that is, is, is going to be useless. Um <laughs> Like for like a year ago, well, we'll go back to the, the darn COVID time. I thought I was going to retire with that company. The year before that, I was working for a mechanical contractor. I thought I was going to retire with them. A year ago, I did not know that I would have a book out. I did not know that I would be live streaming with frequency, like, I did not know that I would have a business that's, you know, it's early, but it's thriving. Like, I had no idea. So that's one thing. (laughs) Like, I know that the future, I have no idea what's, what's in store for me. But I do know that if I continue making the next rightest step, that it's going to lead me to amazing outcomes And so many more avenues to serve others that I just got to keep going, right? So that's one thing. Now, the other thing that I think I see happening is, especially in the industry, in construction industry, there's a growing awareness around the value behind vulnerability, a growing awareness about the value behind courage, which to me are the same things, but I say those two words because... Some people are turned off by the word vulnerability. There's a growing awareness around the value in human connectivity, right? So that's happening. At the same time, there's a, there's a lot of folks like you that are in the industry that are highly visible on social media. So that's happening, right? That's like a separate thing. There's these two things. And those messages are intertwining. And so... If we, When I think about like general culture and how social media has influenced that to the degree that it has, I think what I see is this group of people of passionate, crazy, hardworking people that are already out there, visible, banding together in some way to, to further influence the industry. And all, as they band together, to do whatever that's going to look like, there's another component of introducing other future creators, influencers in the industry, that's going to exponentially grow in terms of spreading the empathy. That's sure. what I think I see.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the, the the tools are being used. There's certain people that are utilizing them to find and connect with other people, right? and you know and, and let's say let's say the technology industry there's a lot of collaboration that occurs whether it's on social or within companies and i i just hope that you know the the tools and the live streams that people are doing are connecting the different aspects of it because there's so many different aspects to this industry and and yes. the people that feed into that and that influence change and and all this. But and I see more of them coming together on LinkedIn, more of them coming together on the other platforms where they hey hey we kind of share common interests here, right? And yes. uh, I like what you're saying. I, I see more of that going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the walls—it used to be hell just three years ago. Like people were very guarded about sharing their experience and knowledge with a competitor. But what I see happening, especially with like the No BS tribe, there's people there for the biggest general contractors in the country, and we're all sharing. Like that is profound, and we need more of that, right? Because the here's the reality: I can show you my playbook but it ain't that easy to implement. <laughs> I could give you a copy of my playbook and it ain't easy to implement. And it's the same thing for everybody else. Like why not share the knowledge and experience because they still have to go and figure out how to implement it. <laughs> and because I already know you'll never catch up and it's okay, we're making the industry better for people.
0: Yeah, it it makes sense because ultimately, you know, if you keep sharing, you it you know, also puts the onus on you to keep learning and growing. So, <laughs> yes, absolutely, yes. I mean, you could try to protect things, but when you try to protect things, you don't. The growth doesn't happen at the same rate. Yes, right? so one hundred percent. Awesome, hey Jesse. Is there anything that I did not ask you that you wanted to share or mention?
1: Man, that's a that's a, you have good questions, Tad. You're cheating. I don't know. Oh well, I guess yeah, maybe one thing. So you know, again, the, 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 I talked about the ideas. Got another idea that I finally pulled the trigger on, and so I'm launching this Friday is going to be the first one. I'm launching a a live stream called OG Spotlight. Uh, oh,
0: tell me about that. What's that about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know, back to kind of how you and I were talking about marketing on social media, but in a humble manner and not being like obnoxious whatever i was i was getting interviewed by christy powell and angela gardner on the women talk construction podcast and you know we're beforehand we're talking and chatting they're like you know we really don't like not comfortable bragging about ourselves and like really a lot of us aren't it's really uncomfortable um and i was like well heck how i i would love to brag about you right like that was the thought i had in my head And at the same time, other people have been reaching out to me to be on the pod on the podcast, but they don't necessarily fit the guest profile that I'm seeking, but they're awesome. And I'm like, man, how can I celebrate them? So that was the question. And I said, I know what I could do a live stream where I'm highlighting people that are doing amazing things for the industry, for the community, for the world at large. Like Mm -hmm. that was the thought. And so then it's like, well, what do I call it? And I said, well, I'm going to call it OG Spotlight cuz you know, I grew I don't, I don't know if you were like in high school in the late 80s, early 90s, well, back in that time, yeah, yeah. gangs were a big deal. Like yeah, they were they were right rampant everywhere. I mean, they're still around but not as prevalent as they were back then. And so there were the OGs, right? The older dudes that had a lot of street cred. They kind of set the tone for the expectations, for the behaviors, et cetera. They were the enforcers. Those were the OGs. And so fast forward, and you know, I I spent some time in that life. So I kind of understand it. So fast forward, because the OGs were the ones who set the standard, they had the example, they were the example, they were accountable, like it's super influential. I just define them differently now, right? They're people that are contributing their gifts and talents to the world in service to others. Mm. So I said, that's the name, OG Spotlight. And the whole purpose is so that I can brag on, embarrass them, make them shy, make them blush, and, and like talk about the amazing things that they're doing. Because there's so many people out there that are doing so many things, yeah. but nobody knows about it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I love it. Meetings you would take anyways, and people you want to openly praise, and you just take that meeting and you share it.
1: That's
0: it. Perfect. I love your idea. I got, maybe I gotta do another live stream. <laughs> I got one <laughs> one a week right now. I have to do two a week. <laughs> Plus well, the podcast. So have- what when, when am I gonna get? Run like, run our company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: now on to so what that does because i have jen and i have the live stream every every other saturday this live stream will be every other friday okay essentially what i'll have is a live stream once a week
0: okay okay Uh,
1: but like you know i i work at home most of the time i don't have to wear pants most of the time so i got time to do live streams
0: (laughs) there you go cool well thank you for um sharing a story. I I love your energy. I love your mission. And uh, yeah, if you haven't uh, seen Jesse's stuff before, go check it out. I had uh, a lot of fun checking out, especially um, your Saturday live streams. You got a good crowd and uh, good energy. So Jesse, thanks for coming on the show and sharing.
1: Yes, thank you, sir.
0: Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for a video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.